Smashcast 65, whisper in your lover's ear. I'm Josh Snowflake Tyson. He's Mark Stardust Peacock Brush. And this is Natchcast 65. Did I say that already? Whisper in your lover's ear or text the sound hawk 303. And. And, and text the sound hawk. 303-548-6887. No, I said that wrong. Every week. 303-548-6877. Hot phone. Yeah. What's the problem? Oh, Soundhawk is already... No, I'm not going to say anything. Something's wrong with your monitor. Nope. You're not loud enough. No. Wah. So how you doing, Mark? I'm all right. Yeah? I you, think. Yeah. You, Wait. What did I just say? You need more heat. Yeah. I need more. More of the monitors? Nope. You're too loud already. Oh. How's that? That's good. All right. That's good. Three twins, good. I like the ice cream, good. Yep. Buy Neil's ice, or buy the ice cream. Neil's coming out. That's what I hear. September, we're going to get him in the basement. Nope, we don't record in the basement anymore. I'm sorry. <clears throat> in your house. I was thinking we might go out and do a field recording. Ooh. Something a little different. It would like both? I don't know. We'll like play it by the- ear. He likes uh, boats, right? We could go take him sailing. Go to Sloan Lake, get a pad, like one of those paddle boats, <laughs> yeah. and paddle out to the middle, and then uh, yeah, I think that's what match he wants. cast from there. Neil, is that what you want to do? Come on out to the podcast on a paddle boat? I think he's expecting something unorthodox, so let's deliver. No, I think he just wants to sit here and be a part of the magic. I just think we might bond a little tighter if we're like grunting and trying to maneuver oh, a boat. Oh, you know what I'm saying? I do know what you're saying. You want to talk to us about sugars, Mark? No, I was thinking we should also have him come out. Uh, we should dine. We should woo him. Dine him? Dine on him? Take him uh, dining out? No, cook for him. Oh, we'll cook okay. him a nice meal with the kids who will pepper him with survivor and or ice cream questions. That's going to be a terrible podcast. No, that's not a podcast. Oh, that's to warm him up? That's to warm him up. And then, oh, yeah. You were saying like, oh, I was hoping that uh, we could get <laughs> yeah, him. I invited him to dinner at your house. Yeah. And then, hey, you, me, and Neil, we go hit the town, and then they, the kids stay here with uh, Jenny and Nicole. They, they love that. It's a great idea. Kids all wound up. Yeah. Hopped up on Three Twins ice cream. Can anybody hear me? Dude, shut up. So many added sugars going on the label. So many. Man, oh man. Flotus in the house. You couldn't have copy and pasted text on this? This is micro. Yeah. You're going to have to read it. I can't see shit. That's, a, that's fine. It's a list of sugars going on a list, huh? No, no, you don't know what you're talking about. Oh, wait, I see it now. Son of a bitch. Yeah, you see how it feels? Do you know what happened? Why am I putting this on here? Smart, uh, smarty pants. The FDA added a bunch of sweeteners to their list of dangerous sugars. This Incorrect. Week. Pretty close. Not even. All Try right. again. Uh, the POTUS released. We got time. Flotus released a list of dangerous sugars that uh, Incorrect. she'd like to see out of schools. Mm-mm-mm. Mark Brush released, released a list of uh, sweeteners that he likes to rub on his body before swimming. <clears throat> the food label. The food label. When you buy an item of food. Okay, so I was close on FDA, you son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, that's as, that's as far as you got. The nutrition facts panel on the back. That's oh, where sure. you see your fat content, where you see your calories. Cholesterol. Your, all of it. Yeah. Updated for the... 
first time in many moons. Super contentious. So wait, what I said, the FDA updated some shit. There's no dangerous anything involved in this. What they did, they made it somewhat, oh, you should dig in because it's like a UX thing. They made it a little bit friendlier to look at. Serving size is bigger. Yeah. Uh, There's a bunch of small print that they eliminated and don't need. Sure. There's a new, so they put in some stuff, like you got to list your vitamin D content and all that. This is new. The big one, added sugars. I got right on the mic for that. Added, oh, that's what the problem is. Hold on a second. No, you get too close and you peek out when you get all Added sugars. Okay. As a call out under sugars. Mm. You know what this means? It means if, if you have any of this stuff in your product, you have to list it in the added sugars. Is that what I'm saying? Is so that the, pretty much what I fucking said? Not even That was close. my first goddamn guess. Well, I didn't know. Was you just it? Weren't, you were Check listening. the tape. Check the tape. I said that the FDA required that you list da- all these dangerous. sugars. You said all this dangerous Okay, so stuff. I said the word dangerous. Sugar is dangerous. There's nothing dangerous. Sh- sugar is not dangerous. Yeah, it is, but that's not what this was about. It's basically the most dangerous substance on earth that people oh, ingest. Oh, that's what they say now. Give it a week. It gives everyone diabetes. Give it a week. You know what the aboriginal people... They said they didn't <laughs> Tell start me getting, about them. They did. They were a very skinny people until I know this Western. I think I told you this. Study. No, you didn't tell me shit. I heard this yeah. somewhere else. You did. <laughs> you did not. I heard it on the Michael Pollan interview on Alec Baldwin, which is where you heard it too. No, I I knew it well before that. Oh, you're trying to out Kingmaker Michael Pollan I'm gonna, now. I'm going to out Kingmaker everybody in this room. All right, dude. But he was saying that they they noticed that they didn't that they didn't obesity was not a problem for them until sugar. Was introduced. I think I heard diet. that from Jeff Leach, who founded the Human Food Project, oh, co-founder shit. of American Gut, likes to venture out into Africa and sample the microbiomes of the San people, compare them to an industrialized, westernized diet, how compromised you, we are. That's where we were talking about it. These <laughs> aboriginal populations, like, oh yeah, no obesity, no, no, no. none of these uh, food-related diseases, and they bring them into the city, and they feed them the crap, and they get it, but the key was you take them out of the city back into the... Aboriginal. It's called the uh, the bush. Outback. The outback. bush. Oh, it is called the bush. What? That's what America. Oh, it's the outback, like my car. Well, I knew it was the it's bush. Like I, my Subaru, hey, right? I've been to the bush. <laughs> I'm sure you've been to the bush. <laughs> I've seen the bush. You've seen the valley too. And they went right back. There was there was a rather dramatic and quick reversion to their health healthy microbiomic state. All right. Okay, well, that's I, not what we were talking. Well, you know about. what? Nice try, but I think you actually heard it. On Michael Pollan's podcast, you were in your little no. swim trunks, drinking a lager in the backyard, piddling about. You're like, oh yeah, that's interesting. What are you talking about? The Michael Pollan on Alec Baldwin, like last week? Yeah, he brings. I think you know it predates that. Oh, I got. No, I think that's where you heard it. Peaky. Yep. All right. I drew out a peak. Good. We got some good mojo going right now. A little tension in the air. Got to have that tension, Mark. They called out added sugars. What this means is you will be able to. It takes like a year to implement. You turn it around. If you look at like a can of soda, it's going to say sugars, blank. Added sugars, insane. Percent of daily value, 140% of daily value of added sugars in one bottle. Why are, why are there three? There's like three. There are three alternate spellings of Dreamall or Drymall. Well, that's what I was going to. There's D-R-I-M-O-L, D-R-I space M-O-L, D-R-I hyphen M-O-L. You want to know why? Just to fuck you up, keep you off All your right, toes. All right, Kingmaker. That's, that's your insight. Added sugars is... Same with dry sweet. Oh, boy. Dry sweet one word, dry sweet with a space, dry sweet hyphen. It's, added sugars is no not style good guide. news. There's no to, style guide? Not good news to junk food, soda. No taxonomy? Bad stuff. They can't agree on a taxonomy? Oh. It's because they're all hopped up on fucking honey flake. So therefore, there's all this um, secret language. What did they... They also came out with evaporated cane juice. 
I think FDA, I think it was like just a day or two ago, they said, bullshit, call it sugar. It's sugar. It's not juice. Mm-hmm. Ooh. So well, this is a list, which we will keep in the dock, which you should get to by subscribing to the newsletter, which you can find on our website. Natch.is. Look at, there's like, what is this? Several, 50? No, 100? How many, how many are here? There's a lot. There's like 100 different words that can all default to sugar. Mm-hmm. And they are insane. Some of them you would know, like agaves, beet, beet sugar. Don't, hey, look out for clintos. Mm. Or granular, gummy. Like you said, three different spellings of dry mall and, and a, dry sweet. Yeah. I, well, you, I think you can figure out isoglucose, isomaltose, kona ame, kona hyphen ame, mizu ame, mizu hyphen ame. Mizu wari, that is Japanese for whiskey and water. What is? Mizu wari. Oh. Nandeska? Yes. Sukanat. Get something, I got a list. Sucrevert. Treacle. Trehalose. Versalose. Good Lord. Malt. Honey flake. Honey, honey bake. Honey. Pony bake? Flow malt. Sounds like a stoner that, game. Hey. Is that flow malt or fio malt? That's flow malt. Wait, I killed What is gomi? Gami. I already, already called. I was wondering. Here, I want you to open that. Speaking of long lists, look at this shit. Hold on. Tell the people what I'm handing you. A victory for consumers of food. Added sugars. Called out. Oh, yeah, the, the big recall. Told is, you, dude. We talked about this. the biggest recalls I've seen. We covered this. No, last week it was like one product. It was a berry. No, look at all that. I know. I know. That is not what we talked about. There are like as many. Check the tape, dude. <laughs> all right. Well, there are as many recalled items and on I, that as there are fact, added sweeteners. In fact, I remember. This isn't even all of them. This is just in your store. I remember having a conversation where I was like, check your frozen berries. It's like every frozen berry at Costco. I know, but look at that, dude. And you're like, I don't have that crap. You said you got the letter. You just proved my point. I said it was berries, and that's what we talked about. Look at this. This is like all a bunch of veggies. Well, I knew that. I knew that. I just withheld it. You're trying to get my family sick? (laughs) Maybe you didn't let me get that far. I'll just let Josh get listeria. I'll sit on this information. Classic. There's a lot of stuff on there, though. (laughs) Classic. You're, you're all, That's my old ace in the hole. <laughs> remember the whole vitamin A thing? You wanted kids to go blind? You're a sadist. It's fine. What the hell? It's fine. You need to be a sadist to survive yeah, in this world. Yeah, we had, we had a, I, don't, I think we had peas. I don't know what we had. We had some big bag of frozen things in the freeze, freezer I threw out. We hadn't opened them. Dodged a listeria dipped poison dart. I'm surprised that doesn't even get more press. Costco's I doing know. a decent job. They called me. They're getting in front of it. They're sending out letters. Well, I got emails. Huh. Yeah. If they have a way to find you and tie it back to you, they do. But then, Well, they should have a way to find me. We've, we are gold-level executive members. Of course Getting all are. the rewards we can. Of course. Do you know they're going to stop accepting American Express? Yeah, they changed the in card. In June. Yeah. That's <laughs> still a few days away. Not. <laughs> Gone before we could even powder them. Manipur's edible. Manipur, I believe, is uh, a northeastern. No, it's not. <laughs> it's a region in it's India. A region of India. God. Impal, May 19. Manipur's edible aquatic insects found in Loktok? Loktok. Loktok. Right at. The largest freshwater lake in northeast are vanishing from its natural habitat due to the ongoing degradation of the lake's biodiversity. 
gone before we could even powder them. <sighs> Humans are assholes, I'll tell you what. To name a few. Naosek. Oh, God, don't. Oh, no. Oh, no. It's playing an ad. Stop doing that. Ah. Now you're going to go. I'm going to the website to we tell you that thread. To name a few. Naosek, the giant water bug. Pharacopkpi, the genus of beetle. Mm. Here's another water bug. Here's the common pond skater. Mayflies? Who's eating mayflies? How do you even catch mayflies? They're little, and they're only alive for like 15 minutes. You just hop. Maybe you just scoop up their carcasses with like a slotted spoon. Throw them right in the frying pan. You know, you know why these bugs are dying? I'll give you a guess. Because uh, people are sloppy assholes. Was that close enough? Because I, I know I wasn't precise on my FDA <laughs> putting the shit on the label guess. Nowadays, one can rarely find a Naosek bug being sold at rupees 20 per insect in the markets close to the lake, said Dr. Bubanashwari. Naosek was abundantly available during summer, not only in the markets, but also in paddy fields and periphery of the lake in the past. But due to continuous use of pesticides mm. and insecticides, besides fertilizers, the bug is slowly vanishing. Shit ain't right. Foomdies. See this picture? You know why this lake is famous? It's famous for these foomdies. I didn't know what a foomdy was. See that picture? I'll leave it in the dock. No, I saw it. It's like little, they look like little crop circles, but in the water. Yeah, it's insane. Makes me want to go see this lake. Eh. I won't be able to eat bugs, but I can see the foomdies. In your your condition, I don't think you need to be traveling to India. And what condition is that? Uh, well, your compromised lung situation. Ah. Maybe it's getting better. I haven't seen you in a week. What's going on with that? I don't know. Okay, that doesn't sound hopeful. I think it's stress-induced. <laughs> yeah, so you should go to India. A nice low-stress atmosphere. I'm going to go talk to Dr. Mike. Who's Dr. Mike? Is that the homeopathic doctor that was recommended to you? No. What? We were on a call, oh, yeah, we a Natch were. Studios call, and someone no, recommended was, a doctor. That name was very... You thought all the good hippie doctors were in Boulder, and this person said, no, there's a great one in Denver. I drive down from Boulder to see him, and you're like, woo I looked around. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Looked a little, a little iffy to me, but I'm, I'm, I could be wrong. I think they're supposed to look a little iffy, I could dude. be wrong. They're against the grain. Like a, it seemed like an Eastern European practice, how they would approach... It, was, it had a weird vibe. Just like vodka. <laughs> yeah. Just cured it with vodka. We are very cheap. Yes. Your lungs hurt. Inhale fumes, then drink. Clamp, Trump, and Gremlins too. That's right. This one goes out. Uh, this is, I think, defail like this. Um, my kids have seen both Gremlin movies. Now we watched Gremlins, the first one, a month ago. It's, a pretty, it's kind of a scary movie. It's a little gory at points, but the Gremlins too. Have you seen Gremlins too? No, seriously. I'm listening. Don't be a dick. Have you seen Gremlins too? I don't even know. You would know if you've seen it. The only memory I can conjure up right now is what a stuffed animal gremlin looks like. Nothing from the movie. All right. Well, the stuffed animal was probably the the mogwai when they're little and furry. But when they eat after midnight, if they eat after midnight, they go into a pupil stage and then they emerge as these Uh lizardy creatures that Uh wreak havoc. Ooh. But Gremlins 2 is... An absurdist film. It breaks the fourth wall at one point. Like the gremlins actually stop the reel as it's projecting the movie you're watching. I mean, come on. And it's got an all-star cast. So many cameos. Really? Too many to count. 
What about uh, Cusack? He's not in it, but John Austin's in it, the original Gomez Adams. You got Peter Crushing is in it, playing like don't, a very... Peter. Know. You know who Peter Crushing is. He I don't know like either, Dracula either name you mentioned. John Austin, is, uh, he played the original Gomez Adams on the TV series, The Addams Family. Oh, okay. Uh, t- a Hulk Hogan, Terry Bolina, I think. Holy it. shit, have you seen that story? Yeah, everyone knows that story. That's insane. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, it's it's kind of like don't derail my derailment. They, they deserve each other, but it's whole, it, what a what a story. He, yeah, he and the Gawker are like perfect bedfellows. It's well, no, do you know? But it, oh. what happened? What they found out this week about who's funding the legal case? Maybe I didn't hear. Oh, that. well, then I'll I'll save that till you're done. I, I can see you getting agitated right now. No, I'm fine. This is my fucking chance to talk about Gremlins. I don't really know. Gremlins Two is it's a fun movie though. The point. Okay, but okay, the setting for Gremlins Two. If you remember the the Zach, I think is what's his fucking name. I don't know. Billy, Billy, the character from Gremlins One is now working in New York City. He's a low level designer in a in a building, a big, tall, super crazy building built by Clamp. <laughs> this crazy real estate mogul named Clamp, played by John Glover, and he's just insane. And he's is John related to Danny. No, oh. but but. What's funny about it is I was watching it in the heat of this whole Trump, uh, I guess now he's cinched the Republican nomination at the time. Presumptive nominee. No, no, no. He's, well, they still have to finalize it, but he has enough delegates now. Yeah, but they, you still call him the presumptive nominee. Right, until the convention, until right. they... Oh, John Glover. Until they sign in blood. Yeah, great actor. But he plays this very, it's like clearly a send-up of John Trump. John Sowersby Glover Jr., to be more precise. Go ahead. Well, it's just a great send-up of Trump. But more like the Trump persona back then when he was just this insane real estate mogul putting his name on everything and all these ugly buildings. At the beginning, he's trying to drive. That's how they link it back is, to the original Gremlins is the, the, the store in Chinatown where Billy's father purchased the Mogwai in Gremlins 1. They want to mow it down and, bu- and put up a building. That's right. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so, but my, see, I, I meant to talk about this weeks ago when I actually had seen the movie. So do you think it's a direct allusion to Trump at the time or is it just a Trump-like character who now in rearview mirror, oh yeah, that probably is kind well, of Well, I think it was clearly they were making fun of Trump. Okay, that's I what mean, I'm getting at. you tell me, Trump, Clamp. I got gotcha. you. pretty close. But the difference is the Clamp character in Gremlins 2 is sort of ingratiating. By the end, he's obnoxious the whole time and he just like doesn't really know what's going on. And but by the end he's he's kind of charming. Like he warms up to some of the central characters, and you like him a little bit, which I don't anticipate ever happening with Trump. You know what my problem is? You'll have to be more specific. You have a lot of problems. I was doing a one ear on, one ear off thing, and it was more echoey and less warm and loud. No, nobody cares. <laughs> they care even less well, about that than they care about <laughs> my Gremlins two story. I tell you what. I was what. about to say. Here's the other thing, though. You should watch that movie because the building, the clamp building. It's hilarious. It's all there's a lot of uh, everything's voice automated, but nothing works right. It's it's filled with all these like useless automations. It's it's pre-internet of things, and it's not necessarily these things are connected uh, by some sort of internet. You've done it or wireless network, but can you please do a blog post this week connecting Gremlins two to the Internet of Things and the Trump ascendancy as our future and I think I'm writing it right now. But what you're you're seeing with the Internet of Things is just like producing these silly products because just simply because the technology exists, not because it solves any sort of problem. You're getting more excited. I can hear it in your voice. 
just the movie is ahead of its time. All right. Okay. Can you just take that on face value? <laughs> I you know just what? Take it. You're gonna fucking hear from Defe on this shit because this is one of the movies. The reason I know this movie fairly well is that they played it constantly on HBO. Back back in the '90s, when Defe and I were watching HBO, not together because I didn't know her then, but we've talked about this phenomenon. Back in the '90s, when Defe and I were watching HBO in the summer, you'd be home from school, you'd watch a lot of HBO, uh. and what they do, like when Batman, when they got their licensing rights to the first Batman, or not, whatever, when they could start to showing show the Batman, hell out of it, they would play it like three times a day. Oops, yeah, Gremlins two, they would play like three times a day. Yeah, I'm a little so older. I got to know I that movie. I, a little. Yeah, yeah, you're a little more sophisticated. I get. I was it. more. Um, Murder on the Orient Express. You are so full of shit. <laughs> Murder on the Orient Express. So, hey, quick. This, I'll bet you this is another story D-Phase all... Nah, yeah, she's a Terry Bolea. Bolea? Yeah. She's a big fan, right? She likes wrestling. Does she really? I think so. She said, I just yeah. imagine her stirring a cauldron of witch's brew. What is that? Oh, God. <laughs> I'm not sure. Oh, it's, it's a saw. It sounds like a circular saw cross-cutting a piece of wood. So there's a long, there's an epic legal battle over the Hulk Hogan sex tape between yep. Gawker and Hulk Hogan. We mm-hmm. know the details of this. They published it, snippets of it. Yep. He got mad. Why did he get so mad? Everybody, this has happened to a lot of people. He sued him. He was a rabid bulldog. He wouldn't let go. Won $150 million. <clears throat> Eventually... It seemed like he got so excited about this because he knew this sort of racist rant was about to come out too. Mm. And so he's trying to create more noise over here. Well, boom, comes out this week that, yeah, Gawker's always wondered, how the hell is he spending $10 million on this legal assault? There's this Silicon Valley guy Silicon. funding their funding their case, Peter Thiel. Thiel. I should know how to say it. But Wait, I don't funding know Gawker's case? No, or? Hulk Hogan. Wow. So he's just like a wrestling fan? He's, he's somebody that, Gal, that he believes... He was that, someone who said his prayers and ate his vitamins. He's somebody that um, Gawker has not been friendly to. They, they, uh, one of the things they've done, largely through Sam out. Biddle, who I kind of like. It seems like I like that guy. I don't know. Okay. A little young whippersnapper. <laughs> Full of anxiety and depression. Um, you can relate. Yeah. I'll bet, I'll bet he's got respiratory problems. I'll bet you, bet you <laughs> yeah. he does. Then, uh, He's having a panic attack right now. In and out. <clears throat> so what? So some Silicon they, Valley he, Yahoo is funding his he legal was, campaign? He was openly out to his friends, but not in the media. Isn't that kind of redundant, being openly yeah, well, out? Well, that's what Gawker, Gawker... Oh, sorry. He was out. Um, well, But there is a distinction here, because Gawker's point is we outed... He says they outed him. Mm-hmm. They say, you were already out. We just talked about it. Plus, you're an idiot. Look at all these crazy, insane beliefs you have. Great, you've got a lot of money from Facebook and PayPal. Good for you. This guy, and the, 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 uh, the suspicion is that Sean Parker, mm. is that? Is Napster he, fame? Is that Napster? Yeah, he started Napster. Kind of said like, yeah, you got to do it, Facebook. man. Nobody's going to bring him down unless you do it. He, it's like, he's thinking of it as like a philanthropic cause. Funding well, this charitable. Isn't it kind of working? Isn't Gawker put now? put them out of business. Aren't they now ex- they hired. They partnered with someone. They're trying to figure some shit out. I remember reading that. They took some money in. They were. I, tell off. I was paying attention. It's insane. In the membrane. This guy believes in seasteads, where you create sort of cruise ships that float out in the ocean and have and aren't under any sort of jurisdiction. They can have no laws, no taxation, and you can incorporate on them. 
Mm. <laughs> Big floating yep. countries, Just, kind of. Yeah, unregulated. Fu government. Nice. It's, and he's a and, and Thiel is a super delegate for Trump. <laughs> Not a huge surprise there either. It's an insane story. I'm sorry, I got sidetracked. What to say to your friend? Well, you wait s- a minute. Oh. Hey, Mark and John. Definitely my least favorite of our sound cues. I meant to update it this I week. I think we need to update it. What can we do to it? Make it less creepy. Let's ideate right now. What, you want to ideate on it? Yeah. Oh, the ideation sound cue. Now that's oh. a good sound cue. Ah, you broke the fourth wall. I'd Gremlins 2 style, buddy. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. What can we do to that cue? Maybe just a few other <clears throat> voices on top of it? or. Oh, you know what we could do? I've got it. A call to all our lady listeners out there. Or... Male listeners with a more high-pitched, what is it pronounced, timbre? Timbre? Yeah, that's it. How is it pronounced, Mark? No, I think you got it. You don't fucking know is the problem. Timbre? What is it? Uh, I would say tambour. Oh, tambour. Jeffrey Tambour. If I was being fancy, I would go timbre. So you got your ascot on. I'll look it up while you you make it. If anyone out there wants to send us a handy-dandy MP3 of them saying... Try and say it at about this this pace. Hey, Mark and Josh, let's skim. Timber. Timber. What I fucking said the first time. That's Americanized. No, you're full. Timber. (laughs) No, you said tumber. I love it when this happens. I said timber. No, check the tape. I might have said timber. (laughs) There is no tape. (laughs) But if anyone wants to send... It could be anyone. I'm not... Timber. I'm not going to pigeonhole people based on their gender. Anyone wants to send us them saying, hey, Mark and Josh, let's skim... Then we'll create a chorus of that. Okay. I'll take the helium effect off. We'll just leave it normal. and then. Oh, then. like it's a big party. Yeah. Oh, let's have like, like glasses clinking in the background. Oh, yeah, like Marvin Gaye, let's Marvin get it on Gaye, style. Get, I hear you. What's going on? Let's get it Here's on. Here's what's going on. <laughs> let's get it on. This is coming to us from the Daily Skim, my favorite newsletter news source. What to say to your friend who said he thinks he's dating the one. Mm. Tell me about this. I'm going to lean You're back. Gonna, are you going to be my friend again? Oh, yeah. Like I'm your friend. Week? I'm your friend. Right. Because that's. I like that they do this. And yet, it, again. See, if you read the skim, I, mean, I, think, I think you know what's going on in the skim. It's, it's, it's talking points is what it is. It's like it oh, yeah. educates you, but then it tees you up to bring this up. It's talking points. Water cooler I, stuff. I think it could be even shorter. The skim? Yeah. I find... I'm, I, oh, You've skimmed the skim. I subscribed. Damn. Oh, <laughs> see? I didn't want to spill those beans. Oh, they're all over the floor now, baby. <laughs> but And so I've been making a point to figure out what it is this week. And it's a little long. It's like, okay, I come oh, on. You're just so busy. I'm too busy for it. Lock but here it. I am again. Okay. Second week of being your skim friend. And I still don't have my glass of shard. Sorry. You've got the, Hey, but that is some, uh, black tea, some strawberry flavored black tea. Okay. Lock it down. Yesterday. Bear announced it wants to pay 62 billion. To Wait a seal minute. The, the deal with Monsanto. The aspirin people. That's right. They're more than the aspirin people, Mark. Oh, and Monsanto, they make those terrible beans. Yeah. They're both, instead of the aspirin people, they're just the ass people. They oh, suck. Oh, I hate Monsanto. But psst, Bayer is a German drug and crop chemical company. Monsanto is a U.S. seeds company. Right. Seeds, <laughs> yeah, seeds. not beans. That's just seeds. Right. That's all it is, just seeds. Monsanto, if Monsanto accepts the offer, the merger would create the world's largest agricultural supplier. Well, we need more food. Not grown that way, my friend. Good news for Bayer, which is trying to keep up with rivals that are also consolidating because of things like slowing demand and a drop in industry profits. Slowing demand? I, I mean, I think 
aspirin should be about. You think everyone needs aspirin? Yes. Don't you take a baby aspirin every day? <laughs> Keep my blood thin? Yeah. But investors think Bear's trying a little too hard to make Monsanto happy. Classic Bear move. And the company shouldn't be spending all that cash. TBD on whether Monsanto will respond, but if the company posts an I said yes Insta. Oh, God. What <laughs> the hell? It would be the largest ever all-cash takeover oh. on record. Wow. The agro heart wants what it wants. Well, hey, wait. Anybody. The agro heart. You see that? Do you remember Ubel Agro Works? That was our oh, suggested I... name for the merger, the potential merger between Monsanto and another foreign company. What was it? Not Bear. Mark here. Syngenta. Syngenta. Back to friend. <laughs> oh, so the friend is less intelligent than Mark? Because <laughs> well, the, the friend's a the woman, Mark? You're a sexist no. now, too? You hate kids and you think women are The character of the friend is at the party with the shard, just uh -huh. having a good time. Yeah, not getting yourself sunk. out of this hole. The character of the friend is saying... Oh, you're so method. Hey, don't try too hard. Anybody knows that. Am I right? Okay. I feel you. What'd you call me last week? Nasty girl? <laughs> I said you was a nasty gal. No, it's because, you know, have yeah. you heard of that? It's, a, it's, a, it's, it's like an apparel company, Nasty Gal, that a, a, young, a young lady started and she ascended quickly. She's very take charge. She oh, wrote hey. a best-selling book called Girl Boss. Have you heard of that? No, but how I How out of the loop are you, Kingmaker? This is how out of the loop I am. You's not a nasty gal. You haven't heard of LAF goods, have you? Laugh goods? LAF, lazy as fuck. Bringing back high-end robes, pajama caps, all sorts of stuff. Shaggy Brownie's brother, getting it off the ground. All we'll right. talk about it more later. We okay, fashion shit heap. <laughs> what? I just got really mad. I didn't know what to say. I don't know what you were angry about exactly Shitty. either. That I, that I rescinded, that I said you're not a nasty gal anymore? That was more than you could take? I don't know. I apologize for the shit heap. It's okay. So don't try too hard. We all know that. Yeah, you, you gotta play hard to get. You gotta play hard to get. That's just dating 101. Especially even if in the grinder world. When they you take you home and they unzip the coat, drop the pants, the coat. and you've got four testicles because you've been all GMO'd. Oh boy. Why are you wearing a long coat? You got a bunch of like gross. Because I'm lazy as fuck. Oh, I see. It's more of a robe. Robes don't typically have zippers, though. Yeah, I meant the belt. Okay. Hey, LAF, there's an idea the zipper robe. Ooh. Uh, it's, it's, like, it's like a combination between a hoodie and a robe. It's like a giant terry cloth hoodie. I expect a cut of that if that product comes to market. How much you want? At least 50%. <laughs> yeah, sounds like it's going to happen. It's called the hobe. It's a cross between a hoodie and a, and a robe. Hobe. Good, good, good ideation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, here it is. LAF Goods, purveyors of lazy wear. Looks like they haven't actually no. produced any wear yet, though. No, it hasn't come out yet. Oh, I see. But Colorado doing some born, California made, the new lazy arrives, summer 16. There's their tag. I like it. That's Shaggy Brownie's brother? Yep. What are those first pictures? Those are odd. Well, it lined up. Oh, I got you. It's their logo. Oh, okay. Yeah, this is right up your alley. Right up your alley. I'm lazy. I went to the skate park this week. Oh, no. Natchcast. Food news. Eventually, after my skate park story. Uh, so I've been doing some consulting work, and I, once a week I have to go meet somewhere <laughs> downtown. What does that mean? 
It means I'm doing marketing consulting. Oh, yes, you are. Yes, for, that's true. For, for a very prominent Denver event. Can so, we not talk about it? Doesn't seem relevant. <laughs> okay. They don't, they, don't need, they don't need advertising on Natchcast. They might not want to be associated well, not, with the yeah, that's not what I'm worried about. timber of our conversation. What are you worried timber. about? No, I'm wondering if you're... It's not that you don't want to give them free advertising. You don't want them to be on this podcast? No, I'm, hey, I'm working, TEDx. I'm working for... TEDx, did no, it, outed it. Well, but you outed it wrong. It's actually TEDx Mile High. Well, but they They're people, very particular gonna, about how they're... Yeah, I know, but I wasn't going to go all that way for you. Well, I mean, people would have put it together. It a little vague. I was going to play a little bit hard to get. Oh, I see. What well, bear should have done? I'll show you three of the testicles, not the fourth. You're showing me two balls, but there's still a strange lump on the <laughs> other side, so I'm curious as to what's about to happen. Don't worry about that. Okay, so I'm working, I'm doing marketing. I'm, I'm marketing director for TEDx Mile High. There we go. A great group of people. Congratulations. We have a lot of fun. I've I'll been doing it a do. while, a couple months. Uh, we have a big event coming up on June 25th. Well, that's why I've been hearing event. so much about it. I actually haven't been talking about it that much. No, just in the world. The oh, buzz, right. The buzz, is, the buzz is on the street. Yeah. Of course. Uh, so we meet at the galvanized location down on Platt. Parking down there is a nightmare. <laughs> but every time when I drive there, I drive by the Denver Skate Park and I skateboard. So I don't know why it never occurred to me. Really? To park by the Denver Skate Park because there's free parking there. So I parked there the other day and I, had, I put my skateboard in the trunk of the car on my way. Yeah. So then I come back after our meeting and I decided to skateboard for a little while. And it was super fun. But the problem was... You're almost 40 years old. No. I'm, I actually was... Is it next week? It is. Oh, get ready, everybody. But uh, no, I've been exercising more now than I ever have. And I, I feel very coordinated. I was doing some things at the skate park that I've never even done before. They have a fish ladder. Like, or actually a series of bowls. What do they call those? The fish bowls. This is another great story, isn't it? Well, you're the one making it take longer. <laughs> is, is the gist of it... You went to the skate park? No, the gist of it is that I had been at a meeting, and you know me, I like, I like an exaggerated silhouette in my pants. So I had some of my fashion pants on from Oak, uh, a wonderful retailer. They have locations in New York and L.A., and when, we were at, when Nicole and I and the boys were in L.A., I bought some. They're, ironically, they're called the skater pants because they are cut off at the bottom, like skaters' pants used to be in the 90s. Like, like, the, one, like, like the ones you're wearing? That's why I wore these today. These are just Armani pants that I found at a thrift store. They are tuxedo pants. No, they're not. Tuxedo pants have a stripe down the side. These are just dress they're, pants. They're just a slight variant. And but they, they, are, they, have a, they have a large, they have a large fit. Oh, you do. Bag, baggy. You like it baggy. Well, back in the day, back in the 90s in high school, that's what I was. Back when I was watching Gremlins 2, I most certainly had on some pants that would match this silhouette. But A, a okay. huge stash of uneaten cheese. Wait, don't, don't you dare. We're getting so close. So I had my fashion pants on and I was skateboarding around and they're just like, like a bad idea. They have kind of a, a low crotch and they're a little tight. So they're, you don't get, I believe that's called a drop crotch. You can call it many things, but it, you don't have full mobility, but I didn't think it'd be a problem because I'm just pushing around, whatever. Uh, and then I'm, I had made a couple laps around the park, warming up, doing some stuff. And then I ollied over, I was ollieing over. There were a lot of trash. There were a lot of like soda cans. Oh. So I would ollie over every soda can I saw. I ollied over one. And stumbled a bit and like landed in a crouch and my pants exploded. Oh God, is that like, that photo you sent me? Straight up fucking exploded. <laughs> oh my God. The good news is I can get them repaired quite easily because it like they split open along the seam. Wait, we gotta, we gotta 
From, okay. from the bottom of the fly of my zipper all the way down and up the back to the belt loop in the back. I mean, split wide open. May I have the microphone for a second? Thankfully, I was wearing underwear. Yes. Well, that's the question because <laughs> I got a photo texted to me just dinner time. No, well, this is about 20 minutes after this happened. I said you were the first person I thought of. I need <clears throat> yeah. to see this. It, it, it's just, it's for our timestamp pick for episode 65. Thanks. To set the scene for the photo though, let me tell you. So my pants split open. I stand up. I feel the breeze. It's like, a straight up crotch shot. Well, no, but I look down and I'm like, oh my God, I got to get out of here. Straight up crotch shot. Got to get out of here. But I was right by the exit. So I just kind of coolly stood up and kind of held my skateboard in, behind me. And just walked to the car and got in. And so I was sitting in the car when I took that yeah. photo, driving you, home. You are seated. You have the camera in front of your junk. It's a close-up. Yep. The pants are split. You, there's, there's... It's, those bi- are underwear. I know, but there's business all tucked around in between your legs there. Yeah, that's my penis and my <laughs> testicles. <laughs> but then, what? this looks like blue lycra... Swim trunks or something. What, do you, what, what is this? Mm, those are just some... Bright blue. Adidas boxer briefs that my mom got me for Christmas. They were in my stocking. So those are cotton? They're probably a blend. Yeah, they're like a, a last... dry fit. Keep, yeah, keep, something, keeps you dry sporty, down Something sporty. <laughs> Wicking fabric for your so I deep had, crevice. I, oh! had, I had the right underwear on for a trip to the skate park, but not the right pair of pants. Uh, quite a treat getting that photo. It was. But it was funny. You know, Check skate, Instagram for that one. Yeah, or a newsletter, maybe. I don't know. Who knows where it'll end up? <laughs> but yeah, pushing around the skate park in my fashion pants. I'm sorry. Not a good idea. But next week, all these, these can double as work meeting pants. Oh, man. Yeah, I'd like to see you in a meeting in those pants. You can come along. They're literally about a foot off the ground. That's because I'm sitting. When I stand up, they, uh, they float effort- effortlessly about <coughs> three inches above the ankle. I think you should... Tell yourself that. A huge stash of uneaten cheese. It's time for the news. Oh, all right. Natchcast, 65. Whisper in your lover's ear. Natchcast. Shoot us a text, 303-548-6877. Sound talk. America's hoarding a huge stash of uneaten cheese. It's Kate Yoder, grist. The U.S. has been hoarding a massive stash of uneaten cheese. I mean, this story really tells itself, doesn't it? Yeah. Weighing in at around 1.2 billion pounds. What? Yeah. The Wall Street Journal reports that two years ago, farmers expanded their dairy operations to meet high demand, particularly from overseas. Asia. But now dairy prices have dropped and the dollar has climbed, so our friends around the globe aren't buying as much of our queso dip anymore. Why does Grist have to get cute like that? But all those extra cows are still around, pumping out methane and milk. An EWG, that's Environmental Working Group, study declared cheese the third worst animal food product for greenhouse gas emissions following following beef and lamb. Chicken tuna tuna and eggs all have lighter carbon footprints. And cheese? Yes. Wow. Well, this is... So there's 1.2 billion pounds of cheese. Is this cheese that's going to age well, or is this cheese that's just molding... My guess is we're going to we waste all, it. I think we all have to eat three more pounds of cheese per year to, huh. work, to work through that excess. Yeah. And we can't send it to Haiti. Big problems there. <laughs> nope. They like, they like their domestic cheese. Can we just airdrop some cheese over Syria, please? Yet again, right? Yeah. But I think that would... I don't know. It's the, it's the economics, right? Fuck Demand the economics. From a, oh, 
Demand from Asia skyrockets. Hey, we need more cows. Need to make more cheese. Let's go. Hey, prices went up too high. People stopped eating as much. Cows are still there. They're farting. Mm -hmm. Destroying the planet. Mm. Now we got a lot of cheese. 1.2 billion pounds. Too much cheese. You know what I'm thinking? I think cheese prices are going to go down. You think so? If there's 1.2 billion pounds of it sitting in a warehouse outside of a... Yeah, but how fresh can this cheese be? Who's going to buy up all Maryland? this old fucking cheese? I'd rather eat nah, dick cheese. What? Just kidding. What'd you say? <laughs> what is bit cheese? You'll have to check the tape. I didn't say bit cheese. Dick, have... dick cheese? <laughs> You'll have to check the tape, my friend. <laughs> all right. There you go. I just want to let you know. Well, hey, not so fast, breakfast. A huge stash of onion. Don't cheese. interrupt my goddamn. Story headline. one is done. Not so fast, breakfast. That's a good headline right there. Sorry, there's nothing magical about breakfast by Aaron Carroll, New York Times. Oh. Yeah. So this is a guy right here, Aaron Carroll. He doesn't like to eat breakfast. He wakes up early, has his coffee. He doesn't really Me have too. time to eat. Doesn't feel like he needs it. Wow. But he's bombarded by all these fucking studies. Coming from him at every direction, from every agenda point, saying you need to eat breakfast, most important meal of the day. Guess what? He dug into it. He says, nope. That's what he says. Listen to this, Mark. You got your listening cap on? I am got both, focused. Both cans on both ears? Yep. Dealing with the echo? Ear canned. There's echo. Many of the studies are funded by the food industry, which has oh. a clear bias. Kellogg, oh, the, the cereal lobby. Yep, Kellogg funded a highly cited article that found that cereal for breakfast is associated with being thinner. Mm. The Quaker Oats Center of Excellence, part of PepsiCo, oh financed God. a trial that showed that eating oatmeal or frosted cornflakes reduces weight and cholesterol if you eat it in Ooh. a highly controlled setting Hits each weekday for four hours. It's close or to for home. Four weeks. It's close to home. Yep, but I'm eating Bob's Red Mill gluten-free oats. <laughs> Right. You, you laughing at Bob's Red no, Mill? I'm just saying you're, you're relying on oats good for cholesterol science. That clearly comes right out of Pepsi HQ. Well, they're not the only ones who have ever done that study. Oh, I think they are. I don't think so. No, I think you're right. <laughs> yeah. I think oats are good. Yeah, but fucking Kellogg. Did you do your blood thing? No, it's coming up. All right. It's end of June, man. Oh. Look, the bottom line is that the evidence for the importance of breakfast is something of a mess. If you're hungry, eat it, but don't feel bad if you'd rather skip it. And don't listen to those who lecture you. Breakfast has no mystical powers. Stardust and snowflake everywhere, man. If you're hungry, eat breakfast. If you like eating breakfast, eat fucking breakfast. If you don't eat breakfast and you feel good all day, then don't eat breakfast. Mm. Be your own babe. Be your own babe. Remember that one? I do. Shit, man. I That's the problem. We all want all these fucking answers. Convenience is the thing. Convenience is the thing that's going to kill us all. Our obsession with convenience is going to kill us all. But it's hot on its heels. This obsession with like quantifying and like knowing everything and like making everything applicable to everyone when it just can't fucking happen. Kepler, one big logic. A fool's errand? You mocked that sentence last week in the doc. I think I was just mocking you. That was was the point. Why are we chasing this answer? This it doesn't white, exist. This white whale. Oh, it's not a white whale because there's not even a whale. couple thoughts. One. No, that was my story. I don't need your thoughts. Um, shit. No, what give me your that? thoughts. Oh, no, I don't. Oh, here's one. Nutrition research. Extremely hard. There's a reason why stories like this 
happen every day in papers across the country and world. What is that reason, Mark? Because such a pundit. You can you can find answers of your choosing. Yeah, you Oat can meal's support good. any Oat agenda. bad. Breakfast good. Breakfast bad. It's hard. I was talking to someone about. Um, uh, I'm sure you weren't just talking to someone. You were probably talking <laughs> to some industry leader. That's a smart man. Yeah. A man of means, perhaps a muckety muck. <laughs> he was. Oh, seed Jesus. Seed Jesus. Seed Jesus. Oh, I don't know how that's going to go over. He um. That's what he was called on Twitter. Someone, he was. I think uh, someone we know called him Seed Jesus. Really? Yes. Said meet Seed Jesus. <laughs> that's great. Seed Jesus. I, um, guess, I guess you might as well clear the air. All right, Matt Dillon. Hi, Matt. Not the actor. Hi, Matt. He might be listening. Hey, we should tell people to head over to that terrible South by Southwest site. No, vote voting's over. Oh, voting's never over. mind. Never go to that site. Never go to that site. Voting is but over. But check out, look at the, I watched some um, videos on YouTube. Mm. I think they were made by Cliff with Matt. Huxtable? The spirit of Matt, Matt in, in them called Farmers Speak, where they did these little videos with uh, like the, one of their organic oat farmers, I think up in Canada. These sound Very like vignettes. Moving. Yeah, like three, four minutes. Wonderful. Wonderfully done. Huh. I better put that what link. Does, what does this have to do with nutrition? I'm going to put data? this. Well, now that I said it, though, I better put the link in. Uh, right there. I'll make a note. <coughs> Clear. This is how professionals do it. So nutrition. So as an example, there's some evidence that grass-fed stuff, mm. let's go with dairy, has, has more of the healthier fats than conventionally grown, reared, produced. Like grain-fed cattle? Yeah, when the cows that eat other cattle's shit, <laughs> they're not as healthy. <laughs> um, well, you really need a, you really need a but, scientific study to but, suss out that. Well, you do. But, you know, a lot of that is organic, pas- organic pasturing. And is that why it's a healthier fat? Or is it just that it's the grass? Like if you were to do a study on grass-fed versus conventional or, or organic grass-fed versus con- uh, non-organic grass-fed, the variables are manifold. I yeah. keep hitting the... I know, because you're a spaz, dude. But the, I'm really the, spastic today. The bigger... I mean, just let a cow be a we're cow. We're all different. It is starflake and snow dust, baby. Starflake and snow dust? <laughs> so we've added two new variables. That's just what we needed. More fucking variables. It's all in the individual. You, me, different. What's good for you, bad for me? I don't know. Is that fish oil pill going to bring your cholesterol down? We don't know. But you got to keep going. This I, is where I differ. This is where I got a little Kepler in me. With that tramp that I did in New Zealand. Oh, yeah, I just bent him over the barrel. You can't just abandon science. No. Just because it's hard. No. You go in on it. You get deep into science, but we then you cuddle it, it afterwards. We figure it out. You well, stick around, you spoon science after you've gone deep. It's important. Mm, we. That's that was your belly. That was not my belly. You're hungry. You no. need breakfast. You oh, need where's deep, my Vega bar? We're out of Vega bars. Oh, Jesus. Maybe you, maybe you bring a Vega bar every once in a while. Ended. Yeah, I should. Well, I come over here. I know, but geez. I set up all the equipment. I provide snacks. I make you tea. I light fucking candles. I pick out special pants. And you just saunter up with a piece of avocado toast in your mouth. Peering through my window, making my dog bark until I come open the door for you. <laughs> God, you're like a spurned lover. I'm so sorry. Honey. I'm uh, that tramp. Honey, <laughs> you mean so much to me. All right, that's too much. Now listen, so nutrition research is hard. 
Speaking of... So the fish... That's my point. The fish oil for you might be a, a cholesterol savior. It might be your seed, Jesus. Yeah, that's right. But in me, if I'm like, oh, that worked for you, great, I'm going to take it too. It might... Who knows what it's going to do to me? Probably nothing, because you're resistant so to that's all the first, placebos. That's my first thought. My second thought, which is more entertaining... Well, wait, here's the thing. We're, we're talking about like this. We were just making fun of or sport of this like unattainable crucible, like knowing exactly why everything works the certain way. Yes. One big logic. And you Kepler. and you and you. This is the Kepler conundrum inside of you, because you clearly your mind, that's how your mind works. You're analytical. Mm-hmm. You're, you're mm-hmm. a strategist. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. want these answers and it drives you yes. fucking crazy that you can't have them. But that's why the placebo effect ain't working for you because you, you're so obsessed with science and hard answers and data. Sense. You, I want it to you, make sense. You've squelched to make sense. the mystical part of your being. Mm. The part of you that's just connected to the serendipity and spontaneity and insanity of the universe, the chaos. Oh, yeah. You're fighting the chaos. You're not embracing the chaos. You embrace the chaos. You get the placebo effect. You can take some silly fucking turmeric supplements and your asthma goes away. All right. I love it. I, I would think that most of the time, maybe I'm wrong, but the placebo effect works because you are unconscious that it's working, right? That you're just like, oh, yeah, my doctor. I, I'm thinking most people, like, I got a problem. They go to the doctor and the doctor says, do this. And they go, okay, that's going to make it work. And they take it and they get better. It can be simpler than that. You can be at Sprouts and the nice lady selling the, uh, the turmeric supplement drops explains to you and language you can't even recall now oh that it, it absorbs faster than whole another pro- bioavailability no 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 it absorbs faster in your body like this the way they concoct this oh it's great you know you it's, are a sucker dude no it's orange flavored it's delicious turmeric sucker. is a it's a known anti-inflammatory yeah, no, but you got you got swamped at the checkout counter no 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 who's who's the sucker mark what are those called samples Who, who's the sucker who can't, my, who, can't get, who can't get rid of his phantom asthma? <laughs> this is my point. Most pe- <laughs> This is my point. Most people, placebo effect works because they're unaware of it. For you, it works because you're hyper-aware of it. And you, you refuse to not let it work. No, it's not that. That's it's, interesting. No, it works for me because I'm... You're op- like a super placebo. I'm open to the mess, man. I don't, my, I don't need the Patient. world. The wor- I, I know that this, this world, this existence, this life, it's never no, going to make sense. It. That's it. It's never going to stop being brutal and strange. I'm never going to control it. Okay. <laughs> I'm never going to have control over it. Okay, Bukowski. <laughs> Bukowski? Yes. It's Bukowski. Yeah, it was intentional. <laughs> now you say it was intentional. <laughs> No, man, like shit. Brutal and strange. Wow, powerful does words. Does the world not feel that way to you right From now? Snowflake. Oh, it does. I mean, not to not to veer off again, but I'm some giving lady, you credit. Some t- lady goes into a clinic in Wisconsin with a UTI, pisses out a superbug. Did you read about that? No. Yeah, um, an, uh, one of those like superbugs that's resistant <laughs> that's resistant to all antibiotics, even that. What's the emergency one? Cetaphil? Cetaphil? What is it? You know? No, I don't. An emergency We've antibiotic. About it. Oh. It's like the last, oh, the yeah, worst yeah, yeah, case yeah. antibiotic that what can the, kill are everything. Are you somebody with a UTI pissed out a superbug? Yeah, uh, that was why it was big news. It happened like in the U.S. I think it was Wisconsin. Is that recently? Yeah, it was this week. Oh my I God. I was going to put it in the dock, but I was like, this dock's too full. What, superbug? Oh man, I got to look that up. You see what I'm saying? The world, and so, yeah. And actually I had a question about that. Maybe the Kingmaker knows. Let's, let's, hey, let's do that story next week. I want to dig in on that. Okay, next week I'll ask you my burning questions. Oh, that's much better audio when you leaned in like that. 
Oh, thanks, Sandhawk. What I, I was giving you credit, and then we have to move on. No, I want that credit. The ability to sort of knowingly embrace placebo effect while at the same time knowing that there's nothing really behind it other no. than the mystics of... Oh, yeah, see, no, see, I'm, you're I'm, wrong. I'm wrong. You're misinterpreting you believe it. there is something behind it. There is. Yeah, I got it. There is magic you're in this the, world, You're the Mark. idiot. <laughs> you don't see? That's it. You don't believe in magic. Uh, maybe that, uh, you only believe in what you can see and quantify. <sighs> and what a sad little pinhole you peer through. Ouch. Yeah, that's that's Bukowski. <laughs> I got Bukowski. Yep, <sighs> blowing share beady cigarette fumes in your fucking face. Super fans will get that reference. Not of the show, but of Bukowski. <laughs> Forest bathing is the new yoga. This is right more. up your alley. Forest bathing is the latest fitness trend to hit U.S. Where yoga was thirty years ago. Mary Ooh. Kim, Washington Post. I got a lot of ways we could go with this story. But let me make sure that we, at the end we get to the comment left on the story by our favorite PBS chef doctor. Oh, that cute little guy. What's his John name? John LaPuma. Oh, puma Puma. He's a little Puma. Okay. Hey, uh, just to so you know, 56 minutes in. Oh, shit. In 2001, well, who cares? I don't care. In but I know you got yeah. someplace to be. Starred flakes. Eh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Flake dust. 2001, a survey sponsored by the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency found that, on average, listen to this, Americans spend 87% of their time indoors. Yep. It's just the phone sound. And 6% in an enclosed vehicle. Mm -hmm. Add those together. No. (laughs) 93% not outside. Yeah. In an effort to combat our indoor (laughs) epidemic, a growing number of Americans have become followers of a Japanese practice called... Bukaki? Oh, no, that's German. Shinrin Yoku. Let me pronounce that for you. Yeah. Coined by the Japanese Ministry of Agriculture. Shinrin Yoku. <laughs> Coined. I got to stop giggling. Coined by the Japanese Ministry of Agriculture, Forestry, and Fisheries in 1982, the word literally translates to taking in the forest atmosphere or forest bathing. No brainer, right? Totes. Totes McGuffs. The grandeur man. of nature. The vastness of, of the snowflake and the stardust. That's right, buddy. This is what blew my mind, though. In Japan, Shirinyoku trails, trails are certified by a blood sampling study to determine whether the natural killer cell count is raised enough for the trail to qualify. What? Does They're doing mean? science on the trails. They do blood work on you after you've walked up and down oh, the trail to see, see if it helped. Reduced inflammation, all this kind of stuff. Oh, all that shit you don't believe in? Okay. That's insane, right? Yeah. No, it's not insane. It's what? actually, the, it is actually sane. In this insane world, this, that's why this world's insane. Because this seems insane to you. But it's perfectly fucking sane. It makes sense. And man, does the next story touch on this. Oh my oh, God. Oh, so much synergy. Now this was... Who doesn't by- love NatchCast 65? I should also note that in Japan, this is said by... A, who doesn't love shooting Yoku? A gentleman named Paige, who I will tell you something about in a second. Okay. I should also note that in Japan and Korea, forest therapy modalities are integrated into their medical system and are covered by fucking insurance. There you go, man. 
Let me tell you about this page guy, though, because this also caught my eye. Let me tell as, you this, as a, as a little bit funny. This is Eustace Conway 101, dude. That's like one of the first things in the seminal work by Elizabeth Gilbert, Last American Man. He talks about how we wake up in the morning because there's a box blaring noise at us. We hit that box. We turn it off. We get up. We turn I on. I don't do that. I, we I look at a box. Too. We read a bunch of emails on a box. Then we brush our teeth, eat our little food out of a With box. A box. Yeah. Then we get into a moving box and drive it to Spend another all box. Day trying to get into a box. We go into that big box and we go upstairs and sit in a smaller box and stare at another box. And then we do all the boxy shit we have to to get home and stare at another box. You got boxed. It's all boxes. When what is life, Mark? What shape, what geometric figure does life most represent? Vagina. An oval close circle, Mark. That's why we're all fucked. We're living box lives in a circle world. Boom. Good God. You're, you're, hey, you're on today, man. Brutal and strange. Something's happening. So this guy named ba- Page, that's Ben Page, he's a certified forest therapy guide who founded Shinrin-yoku, Los Angeles. Ooh, nice. <laughs> Thank you. He recently returned to his home in Southern California after training a cohort of forest therapy guides toward certification in Sonoma County. Wonderful. Shit's, well, I mean, maybe. I think, you know, get outside and bathe in the forest, great. Does it need to be the next yoga with, like, instructors and programs and branding and all this shit? For Americans to get into it, yeah, yeah it has to be right? fetishized. Exactly. There needs to be a line of clothing associated with it. Silly. All right. Whatever it takes, man. Get out in the damn woods. Hey, you know what? I don't care because then... I'm going up to the mountains tomorrow. Did you hear what's happening in Poland right now? <laughs> no. They're logging the oldest deciduous forest oh, in Eastern man. Europe. Is it because that lady squirted out the UTI superbug? They are, they are inextricably <laughs> linked, yes. Comment by John LaPuma, MD, Chef MD, 5-19-2006, 2.58 p.m., Mountain Daylight Time. And what was he wearing? Not those pants. Just an apron. A Shinrin-yoku walks objective can also be that of a medical therapy. So much so that both... Yep, we said this. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Uh, Korea, Japan, expanding, they're expanding trails and funding it in part because it actually works to help control chronic pain and depression linked to a study and lowers blood pressure in elderly people linked to a study. These are my kind of studies. And uh, hey, this is Puma still. These are small studies and the findings are preliminary. But the idea, the specific environments, blue or green, garden or meadow, VR or forest, Box or circle. Wait, VR, does he mean virtual reality? Yeah, they're working on virtual reality to prevent, provide the benefits of forest bathing to That's like bullshit. kids with leukemia. That's okay. <laughs> Can be therapeutic for, you know, that can't get out into the woods. Jesus. I thought it, I was picturing more for people who just don't want to get off well, that couch. Because I think that's going to be the end case. I like, think you're right. I'd rather, can I masturbate while I do this? Oh, Jesus. Can be therapeutic for common medical conditions is a huge opportunity. Medications for them are costly, have adverse effects, lower quality of life, healthy longevity, study, whatever. We get it. He's on board. Chef MD in his apron. Boom. One more story. One more story. Epic story brought to us. Oh, I'm sorry. It's yours. <laughs> Brought to us by Robbie V. That's Robbie Vitrano. Yep. Of Good spread and trumpet. And uh, other things. Look at this. I'm going to headline this one on the fly. A guest on uh, episode... Uh, did you TK it, you son of a bitch? It's coming. I'm, wait, I'm, I'm watching. 
Very interesting. No, 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 no. You've got to do better than that. <laughs> it's going to have to be a Barry pun or maybe a Wendell pun. No, I like Barry interesting. Terrible. Or Not good. Barry much true. Oh, that's just racist. What? Barry much true? It sounds like you're making a... It's funny that your mind would go there. Yeah. Child that's hater. Not funny. Not child. Yeah, you want kids you're, to go blind. It's, it's an Asian pronunciation thing. No. Betty. Very good. Yeah, you just did it right there. Shinurin yoku, very good. Oh, I can't believe it. Fine. I'm just trying to come up with a headline on the fly. You're making it difficult. Well, the Body in the Earth. Stop being so racist. By Wendell Berry. Where's Robbie V? We did talk to Robbie V on this podcast. I'm trying to find that. Episode, wait, let me see if I can guess. You guess. 10. I think it was early. You're saying 10, huh? Yep. Ooh, 11. <sighs> Wow. That's pretty close. Wait, did we have a guest on 10 too, though? No, 10 was a classic. One of, oh, a well-received episode, 40 Ounces to Freedom. Oh, geez. of course. That was our 10th episode. 10th. We made such a big deal out of that. Yeah, we sure did. Well, not that big. We <laughs> used, used to drink a 40 or half of one. So who is Wendell Berry, Mark? Badminton with the spray-on lady. That was a very popular podcast, despite our attempts to make it unpopular with a very difficult to discern name. Like what's happening? Well, but I, as I recall, that one was also like ten news stories that we powered through, and I think we were drunk by the end. Weren't we no, drinking? we didn't. We only. There was one episode where we crammed through so many stories. That wasn't no spray on lady was in the basement. The drone you're thinking of was recorded in my backyard, and we were drinking beer. Mm. No, because after we did spray on lady, that was a night recording. It was a ninety minute podcast, and mm. then we went out in the backyard at night and played badminton. Did we play badminton after that one? Yeah, we did. I can't believe you don't remember. God. So much happens, Mark. Go ahead. So Wendell Berry, this dude, he's like a poet and stuff. He's in, he, he's... Bukowski style. He's the spirit guide of everything good in the world. Hey, whose article is this? We'll yeah. see. We'll see. He's a teacher and a farmer who has taught at the University of Kentucky for many years. He's, he's a farmer. He lives in Kentucky. Can he also be a teacher? Did, I just said those things. <laughs> Go ahead. Teacher and farmer. Oh, I love this. You're, I would assume if he teaches not, at the University of Kentucky, he would live in Kentucky. Not, He's not commuting. So you're not a student of Wendell Berry. Wendell Berry is like one of the... I know who Wendell Berry is. Okay. I've, I've, uh, you've verbal jizzed all over me in the past <laughs> about Wendell Berry. I think we have Michael Pollan, Anthony Bourdain, Mark Bittman. These all, are big names. These are big names. All thanks to, well, at least Pollan, thanks to Wendell Berry. Well, and Pollen, in his conversation with Alec Baldwin, insists that his fascination is not with food, but with nature. Nature. Takes it back. The organic food movement, GMO obsession, this is all Wendell Berry. Yeah. Can I read from this now? Can you? Would that be all right? I almost feel like I should use the Walt Whitman voice. What's this guy sound like? He, he's... <laughs> He's like a southern gentleman. I don't want to mangle that. Uh, a medical doc. No, I can't do it. A either. medical doctor. No, no, no. <laughs> Uninterested not, in nutrition not, and agriculture. No, not that kind of southern. In a little old wholesomeness of mind and spirit. No, no. All right, I'm just going to read it. A medical doctor. Un- what, is, what is this article? What, what is this from? What is this thing? I'm, it's just like this magazine republished one of his... I think this is one of his seminal, writings. seminal essays from when. Yeah, that's why I gave from it like, to you. It's from the 70s. Okay. Shit. That's, there we go. 
A medical doctor uninterested in nutrition, in agriculture, in the wholesomeness of mind and spirit is, absur- is as absurd as a farmer who is un- uninterested in health. Our fragmentation on, of this subject cannot be our cure because it is our disease. The body cannot be whole alone. Persons cannot be whole alone. Stardust! Snowflake! Snowflake! Stardust! Snowdust! Stardust! It is wrong to think that bodily health is compatible compatible with spiritual confusion or cultural disorder or with polluted air and water or impoverished soil. All connected. This is... You frightened the dog with your tirade. Pounding my... He looks very mad at me. He's very concerned. He doesn't trust you. He, he barks at you because, because you don't ring the bell. You stand in front of the window and just stare in the house. Come here, buddy. Come like, here. Like some sort of... I'll see. Come the here. Ca- hey, just be happy the cat likes you. The cat doesn't like me. Every time I pet the cat, tries to like chew my hand That off. means he likes you. He does that to everyone. Right. See how soft he is? I wish he'd just let you pet him, but then he turns We all wish that. Do you want to know the secret? Yes. To petting Scout? Yes. You pick him up and you cradle him upside down. And then you rub his chin. and he'll, Oh, you've got it. Cut How about it out. this secret? It won't work for long, but it's happening. Oh, uh, oh no. no. <laughs> see, I told you. Oh. <laughs> he really got into your Those finger there. Sharp claws. Go ahead. At some point, I can't read. Okay. You're in the dock and your little name was. Don't oh, worry about it. Don't touch it. Don't touch it. Oh, see. Now I can't see it again because your name popped up. Stop. Anonymous hedgehog. At some point, we begin to assume that the life of the body would be the business of grocers and medical doctors who need take no interest in the spirit, whereas the life of the spirit would be the business of churches, which would have, at best, only a negative interest in the body. We should have done this story first. I know. This is the whole episode right here. No, but I can't concentrate on anything you're saying. Why? It's deep. You're too exhausted? (laughs) See, I'm just getting warmed up. All right. Bring it home for me. I want to. I, I was very interested in this article, but it was so long. I said I got to give that one to Josh. Oh, I figured that's what was happening. You did that to me once. I know. I didn't. To be fair, I didn't read the whole thing. Oh. I mean, I read. I read. I kind of daily skimmed it. You know. You know what we're gonna do? You're gonna love this. I doubt I will. We're gonna find. No. Oh, boom. Oh boy. Wendell Berry received. We're like going to find a keynote speech and just play the audio? The, the U.S. government. You look God. like you're fondling four testicles there. Yeah, well. Um, if you got them, flaunt them. So listen to this. No. Just you think while I Jeffers, talk. Jefferson lecture. He did a Jeffersonian lecture in, in recognition of some award he won. It is the most powerful piece of writing I've seen about food. We are going to do an exclusive episode on that. It's, it's like you got to get in there. Very right. thoughtful. No, we'll do this. The episode will be one or two little frivolous things up front, and then that big ass. It's going to be a philosophical episode. All right. Are you ready for that? I don't know. Can we finish this one first? I'm just, I'm just saying. You're, you're already getting ahead of yourself I'm just here. saying. Listen, man, it's clear. Isn't that your line? I'm just saying. That is my line. I've outgrown it. You can have it. And it is clear to anyone who looks carefully at any crowd that we are wasting our bodies exactly as we are wasting our land. Our bodies are fat, weak, joyless, sickly, ugly, the virtual prey of the manufacturers of medicine and cosmetics. (laughs) Those damn cosmetic companies. (laughs) Well, there's truth in that, but it's the wrong wrong villain. (laughs) No, no, no. I think he's saying like our obsession with appearance, outward appearances is hobbling us, okay? Yeah, I know that. What Do you know strange that? Strange and brutal. Do I? 
Who came up with Strange and Brutal? You are, you Don't are, ask me if I know you're that. You're all about the beauty industry. I'm all about self-expression, Mark. There you go. You fascist. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. These are just random quotes I'm reading. This I'm going to become a Buddhist monk. All right. It's going to be a difficult podcast when I have my vows of silence. I'll just sit I'll, here and meditate. It'll be fun. <laughs> I'll be able to get into word edgewise. Go. It is not surprising that this strange disease of the spirit, the yeah. self's search for the self, yes. should have its counterpart in an anguish of the body. One of the common places of modern experience is dissatisfaction with the body, mm. not as one has allowed it to become, but as it naturally is. Mm. The hardship is perhaps greater here because the body, unlike the self, is substantial and cannot be supposed to be inherently better than it was born to be. <gasps> It can only be thought inherently worse than it ought to be. You're starting to sound like him as you read it. I'm That's his delivery. Really? That's his delivery. I'm capturing <laughs> Just had another the essence of Barry. Yeah. I, I, I wasn't listening to what you said, but I had another thought. <laughs> How are you not listening Wait, to that? What you said, like... The, See, the, you're the, ignoring the, truth. The essence of the body as it is now, I think was what it said. I think he's saying, like, instead of embracing the fact I, that you have a body and it's living and it's alive, that we're, like, constantly preoccupied with how it should look different and be different. And I don't like myself now. I like the idea of myself thinner, more fit. I, I'm not entirely kidding when I hairless. talk about... Hairless? <laughs> what the fuck? Are you getting into, like, internet porn? What are you talking about here? I just meant the things people do to their, like, women shave their legs. Oh, that's not what I thought of when I thought of hairless. Because you're a fucking sicko, dude. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> hairless. Um. Anyway, <laughs> so that's where Wendell Berry got us. Yeah, he got us where we've already been. Starflake and Snowdust, man. Why are we shaving hair off our bodies? We can forget about that. But the point is, like, listen to this. I mean, fat, weak, joyless, sickly, ugly. It's because we've separated everything. It's because of oh, our man. boxes, I- dude. It's because of all these corners. We don't have a circle anymore. We have boxes. Things have to be compartmentalized. So we're filled. Essentially, instead of being like a circular being on the inside, we're filled with little boxes of shit that don't get to interact. Terrible boxes. They're making us sick. Radiohead. Tomorrow's Modern Boxes. Tom York. Is that a lyric from a song? He came out with a little uh, Little solo project before... This Radiohead album, a year or two ago. Super fan, what was it called? Tomorrow's Little Boxes? Modern, but I haven't heard it. I think it's all digital bleepy stuff. Oh, okay. Not unlike our intro and outro music. (laughs) Too challenging for you? Perhaps. What what is happening? Uh, I'm sitting here thinking that so much of this is, I got a good podcast for you, 10% happier. Yeah, I've heard about it. Did I tell you about that? Mm-hmm. Oh, we were talking I about heard it. it in a studio call, the same one where you yeah, got yeah, recommended yeah. a holistic doctor that you're poo-pooing for no good reason. Yeah, I'm not going to go that way. The um, Yeah, why try something new? It's uh, Dan Harris. He's one of the anchors on Nightline, the weekend edition of Good Morning America. Perhaps most famous for having a panic attack on air. I'd never, there's, I should watch the video of it. You can empathize with this dude. <laughs> I've had one on air too. I know. Last week. Lots no one of even noticed. Yeah, I had like seven today. Mm. I'm fine. Those are strokes. Little. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, so I've been listening to his podcast. He, he's gone deep into meditation. I mean deep. Like hit he's, the back of it? He's a... 
Mm, he is a, you know, he's on-air <laughs> personality. Know. High pro, high, high. He's a broadcaster. High, high charging New Yorker. I think he's in New York. The dude's meditating two really? He has a small child. Well, I'm just getting into it. One or two small children. He meditates two hours a day. Oh, so he's got a nanny. Uh, maybe. Good for him. Two hours a day. He's deep in on like learning about all this. He's been doing it for like seven years. So he how interviews deep all is these he Zen masters. He's pretty deep. <sighs> and then part of this tradition is you go away on a retreat for like 10, 10 days, silent retreat. Meditate your ass off. Mm. Can't speak. Like every other day, you can speak to your trainer for like 20 minutes. That's it. Great. My point is all it's all about bringing you into where you are right now. Yeah. The body as it is. My Uncle Jim's been doing that shit for years, dude. The body as it is, which makes me think we should also read and discuss the seminal David Foster Wallace commencement speech, This Is Water, given to Kenyon College just a few years before he uh, killed himself. That'll be... Could this podcast handle that? Like a deep philosophical discussion of both of those works? Well, I think we have our own. I think the problem is. In our own style. I mean, what's become evident, Mark, is that Would the you, listeners come with us? Well, I think, yeah. I mean, you and I are on intellectual par with both these men, with Wendell Berry and with well, Foster Wallace. One of us is. I know, Mr. Footnotes, Mr. Seminal. Kepler Track. Kepler Track, humping a bum. All right, so I think that was just a taste of Wendell Berry. <laughs> oh, that a taste of Wendell Berry. You just did it. You cracked the headline. Instead of making a, a racist Asian pun, <laughs> yes. we can just make a pun on the there. fact that his, his name is a food. A taste of berry. All a right. taste of berries better than none at all. Or no, wait, a taste of berries worse than none at all. Just a taste of berry. Just a taste of berry. Yeah. All right, we'll get back to him. We need to go deeper on Barry. You're all into depth. <laughs> and deeper on Wallace. You just want to go deep. I think we I should do it. that. Don't you think we should do that? Good idea or bad idea? I guess we'll find out. Well, I don't know. It would mean we wouldn't do like a bunch of... We'd have to like get... I think you got to give... I get a little tired of all these news stories anyway. Yeah. All right. Good. To be frank. We'll change it up. Next week? Change it up. We can do it. Yeah. God, I'm going to have to read a whole commencement speech. There, it's not that long. Can I? Is it online somewhere? It's very powerful. It's powerful. I'm afraid I might weep. All right, let's agree on this right now before we wrap this up. All right, so we're doing the Foster Wallace commencement speech. We'll do that next week. The Kenyon College speech, the famed Kenyon College Well, do you want to do two or one? Let's do two. Let's Let's do that one, and then let's do the Wendell Berry. We'll make it a a duo of of commencements. But we both have to read them. I'm not worried about me. (laughs) I'm going to read them. You've probably already read them. You've probably already written dissertations on each (laughs) one. What are we going to do when we have like... Nine frivolous news little housekeeping things that we want to bake into the dock. Oh, wait. What about we were going to talk about the superbug, too? That, that could be a Let's problem. Let's do that. We do that up front. We open the show with the UTI superbug pissing, and then we go into Wallace and Barry. And no. then we'll see if we can somehow connect them back, if we can That's it. circle back to, to UTIs. It. Foreshadowed a taste of 66 right here at the end of 65. You know what I call that? Sweet Congress. Sweet Congress.